Section 53 of Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Larry Wilson. Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2, by Father Louis de Segur. THE PARABLE OF THE SAMARITAN One day, when our Lord was teaching the people who surrounded him, he spoke to them this parable, related by St. Luke in the tenth chapter of his Gospel. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among robbers, who also stripped him, and having wounded him, went away, leaving him half dead. And it chanced that a certain priest went down the same way and, seeing him, passed by. In like manner also a Levite, when he was near the place and saw him, passed by. But a certain Samaritan, being on his journey, came near him, and seeing him was moved with compassion, and going up to him bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and setting him upon his own beast, brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two pence, and gave to the host, and said, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou shalt spend over and above, I at my return will repay thee. Then Jesus asked, Which of these three men, in thy opinion, was neighbor to him that fell among robbers? He that showed mercy to him, replied the Jew, whom our Lord addressed. And Jesus answered, Go, and do thou in like manner. This touching parable teaches us, in the first place, that charity must be active, generous, and devoted. This good Samaritan listens only to the promptings of his heart. He does not calculate. He gives not only his money, but his time, his own personal exertion, and his sympathy. He devotes himself wholly to the cause he has at heart. It gives us also an illustration of the old proverb, "'Tis not the coat that makes the monk, and we see that men who are specially called by their holy ministry to exercise charity to their neighbor should not allow themselves to be surpassed by others in those labors of love for which they are peculiarly fitted. The priest is lifted by his sacerdotal consecration above the level of other men, and his virtues, more especially the virtues of mercy and kindness, should be proportionate to the excellence of his sacred vocation. Thank God our Christian priests little resemble that Jewish priest and that hard-hearted Levite, for upon them rest principally, if not entirely, the sweet and heavenly task of comforting the miserable, of consoling the sorrowful, of receiving the unfortunate. The priest alone has received from Jesus as a special trust the divine prescription, as it were, for the balm of the Samaritan. He applies it to the wounds of poor humanity, whose sufferings he calms, and to whom he restores and preserves life. The faithful who follow his example and practice for the love of God the great lesson of charity, which their pastors are incessantly teaching, imitate also in their turn the Samaritan of the gospel. This parable is typical, moreover, of a greater mystery which it would take too long to develop fully here. It shows us Christianity is contrasted with Pharisaism, 
and the ancient law, and teaches us how infinitely more sweet and powerful is the grace of the gospel than the austerity of the Jewish observance. The Samaritan, a stranger to this law, is the new world, the pagan world which is regenerated by the apostles and the church, was soon to become Christian and receive with love one whom they found wounded, bleeding unknown, despised by the Jewish priesthood and by God's ancient people. For he whom all men pass upon the way is no other than the Christ, the Savior. The Son of God, who in his infinite love has made himself like us, a traveler on the earth, who has taken a body and a soul, like unto ours, in the womb of the Immaculate Virgin Mary, who has taken upon himself the expiation of our sins, and for this cause has abandoned himself to the strokes of divine justice, to the sacrilegious fury of devils, and to the impious Jews. Jesus recognizes for his brethren and faithful disciples only those who come to him, only those who bring consolation to his sacred heart by the fidelity of their love. And since he is now ascended to the right hand of his Father, in the invisible glory of the heavens, it is in the persons of our brethren, and particularly of the poor, that we must henceforth prove our charity to him. As long as ye did it to one of these my least brethren, you did it to me. Let us therefore love each other with a sincere, effective, and compassionate love. Let us not limit our charity to material alms, but let us rather give to our alms their true value by our personal sympathy, our willing assistance, and our kindly compassionate words. Blessed is he who shows mercy in such a spirit as this. Our Lord will render to him a hundredfold when he shall come again at the last great day. End of section 53